Today, I am choosing to be resilient. That doesn't mean that I chose to be resilient yesterday. And that doesn't mean that these last eight weeks of online teaching and being stuck in my house haven't been hard. It just means that I'm not going to let the hard defeat me and I can choose how to move forward with the lessons I've learned during this time. I'll be honest that more days than not during this quarantine and this teaching from home, I have really wanted to lay on the couch all day and watch TV. And some days I did exactly that because that's what I needed to do in that moment. Some days I did feel motivated to interact with my students and to create awesome lesson materials and to be engaged and plugged in as a teacher or as a teacher should be. But most days that wasn't the case and it's still not the case for me. But in the last week or so, something has finally clicked and I'm able to see through to the other side of this pandemic situation and what it means for the rest of this teaching year. I know some of you are already finishing up, but for me, I have a few weeks left and I know many of you have a few weeks left as well. And maybe it's just proximity to the end of the last quarter and actually being able to finally rest and let my brain take a breather. I don't know what next year will hold. And I don't know if we'll be teaching in classrooms or online, but at this point to me, it doesn't matter. My brain is finally in a place where it's not so bogged down by stress that I can actually start to think about what next year is going to look like in my classroom or online. And what I mean by that is I mean I have been able to think through both routes and I've also been able to see how some of these new skills that I've had to that I've been forced to acquire in the last few weeks are going to be transferable back to my classroom and possibly even improve my classroom teaching. And I've been able to finally take the time to see that and to value that and be grateful for what I'm learning in this time. Here are some things that I have learned have helped me to get to the point to see through it, to see past it, and to look forward again and to be resilient. Number one, and most importantly, in my opinion, is that I gave myself grace. I gave myself grace to lay on the couch some days. I gave myself grace to say, I can't. It's not a choice of not wanting to because in those moments of anxiety and stress and overwhelm, I couldn't move forward. I couldn't take another step. It was too much. So I gave myself grace to say, today, I can't grade these papers. I can't look through those assignments and check off which kids did them. I'm going to have to do that on Monday. I gave myself grace to take time to process and to understand that this is not a normal situation and that I shouldn't shame myself or feel guilty for reacting in a way that is different than how I would have reacted in a normal, stressful situation. I hope that made sense. Number two, I spent a lot of my time collaborating, whether it was with my partner teacher from school or with teachers on a Facebook group or just reading the ideas of teachers that I follow on Twitter or on Instagram. I chose to dive into community so I wasn't alone. And the purpose of me diving into that community wasn't always necessarily about curriculum or instructional strategies. 
it was great to see what other teachers are doing, but when I focused so much on comparing what I was doing to what they were doing, I felt ashamed and felt like I should be doing more. And I know that's not why they're sharing, and that's never why I share what I do. I never want you to feel like you're not good enough, but I want to inspire you. So what I decided to do was I decided to save a whole bunch of posts because these great ideas are going to be applicable online, especially if we have to do that again next year, but they're going to be applicable anyway to my, making my classroom environment and experience even better than it is. And often for me, that community that I was trying to engage in was just to feel connected Because for me, living alone in this time, not being able to spend time with my mom, who is my best friend, who I would spend a lot of time with, not being able to see my students and talk to my teachers who make up the, to my teacher friends, who make up the bulk of my friends, because they're so overwhelmed and stressed out just like I am, and even trying to be moms and dads and homeschool at the same time as teaching kids that we haven't been able to connect. So most of the time when I dove into this collaboration, it was with a focus of just not wanting to feel alone because this has been hard for me. Number three, I decided I needed to prioritize my self-care. So that looks different for everyone and that's going to depend greatly on your situation and what you need and what fuels you. For some people, running fuels them that's not me. For some people, taking long baths fuel them. That's not me. For some people, meditation fuels them. And so I would suggest to you, if you haven't figured out what self-care activity fuels you, you should try some out and really lean into that. And for me, what that looked like was actually doing one thing that I didn't want to do, and that was not eating junk and comfort food for every single meal. I'm definitely a stress eater. I'm an emotional eater. It's something that I'm working through and have been for years. But at the beginning of quarantine, I can tell you, I was like, oh, I'm just going to get that ice cream. or I'm going to get those donuts and I'm going to get that pizza because it makes me feel better. And this is a stressful time. And that's my reason for it. Well, here we are week eight, week nine, whatever it is. And I can't use that excuse anymore. Is it still stressful? Yes. But at this point, I needed to pull myself together and start coping in healthier ways. And so do I still allow myself to have my mint chocolate chip ice cream? Yes, I do. But am I eating it all day, every day? Okay, I wasn't really eating it all day, every day. But am I eating it all the time and buying it every time I go to the store now? That's not the case. So I had to start eating healthier and cooking and preparing my meals again even though that's not what I wanted, but that is important for my self-care. And I also needed to start working out again. I'm going to break it to you. Wisconsin in March and April, not the most pleasant time to try to get outside. And honestly, one of my favorite activities is going for walks. I live less than a mile from Lake Michigan, and I can basically walk to Lake Michigan in 10 minutes. And I love doing that, but not when it's 38 degrees and possibly still snowing. 
So I had to start up another workout routine at home. And I actually started a shadow boxing program. And it's been a huge release for me to work out some of that frustration, get a sweat on, get my heart rate up and feel like I'm doing things for myself and to better myself in the process of this. Sorry that that turned into kind of a, a little bit of a rant, but it was really important for me. So I really encourage you to find what those things are for you and to try to start implementing them. Maybe you start by implementing it once or twice a week and then it can slowly build into becoming a more of a, more of a habit. Number four, I had to come to the conclusion and accept the fact that I wasn't going to be the rock star teacher that I'm used to being. Now, I don't see that, say that to sound arrogant or full of myself, and I don't say that to make you believe that I think I'm a perfect teacher, but I have worked so hard on improving my craft these last few years and becoming a better teacher that I'm finally at a point where I'm feeling like I know what I'm doing, I feel confident what I'm doing, yes, I'm still growing and I'm still learning, but I feel good and I feel great about how these students are responding to my lessons. And then I'll, oh great, here comes COVID, whoop, pulls that rug right out from underneath me. And it took me a while to kind of grieve that normalcy and grieve, grieve my expectations. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but it was, I had to come to the terms that it was okay for me to do the best that I could and that that was good enough. Everything was new for me, it was new for my students, it was new for almost every single person, and doing my best was good enough, and still is good enough. And the same for you too, your best is good enough, and your best is going to look different from everyone else. And finally, number five, the biggest piece that has made this all come together for me was finally being able to have the perspective to realize that this isn't going to last forever. Yes, we have to make adjustments and we have to be present, but being present is hard sometimes. And I needed to start to look to the future and see the future. Before this pandemic and COVID ripped my dreams from my brain, I literally felt like that. I had a lot of awesome things lined up. And when this happened, it everything changed. And I know a lot of people in the world feel that way. And I needed sufficient time to grieve that and to adjust my expectations and to get a perspective on what those dreams can mean now in this changed world. And so I had to look forward. And now we're not sure when things are going to get back to quote unquote normal and if they ever will. However, I believe that it will eventually, it might take a year or two or three to get back to something that we've been more used to. But when we return to that, I want to be able to really dig into what I want for myself. I don't want to look back on this time and think, wow, I really wasted six months or a year just living in mediocrity because I didn't know what the future would hold. There are certain things I can control and there are certain things I can't. And it's, it took me letting go of the things I can't control, looking ahead, getting perspective that this isn't going to be like this forever and that we are going to move past it. We are going to get through it and that I need to channel some of my energy on that. 
And that doesn't mean that every single day I'm going to get up and I'm going to hustle all day long and I'm, you know, I'm a boss babe and all these awesome things. I mean, I am, but that doesn't mean that that's possible in reality, but it means that I'm going to try to take those moments when I feel that motivation and I'm going to channel them into productivity that gets me closer to my goal. So that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to take a moment of productivity and be like, I'm going to clean the whole house. Because you know what? A clean house is nice, but my future and my dreams are more important sometimes. And in these days, when those moments of motivation and productivity are few and far between, I need to prioritize. So yes, I'm still going to do laundry. I'm still going to clean. Just might not be very often. But I'm really going to try to channel those moments into completing tasks or taking steps forward on things that are going to get me towards my goal and get me closer, one step closer, an inch closer to where I want to be in the future and where I see myself. And I really just want to encourage you to find something to look forward to. And these moments have only recently started to happen for me. I have not been feeling like this for the last eight weeks. I've literally just been trying to survive without sleeping all day, eating all my feelings, crying on my couch all day out of panic and anxiety. And now that I'm able to feel more like my normal self, more like a human again instead of just a a blob, I really want to try to get one step closer to my goals and to the dreams that I have for myself. And it's really going to be small tasks, tasks that I can complete that are meaningful, but yet do actually make that tiny bit of progress. I believe in myself. I believe in my talents. I know that I am powerful and I am brave and I am strong and I am loved, and I am worthy, and I am enough. And so are you. You are all of those things as well. And while your current situation, and your dreams, and your goals, and your future, and your teaching situation look different than mine, you still embody all of those amazing qualities and have everything that you need inside of you to move you forward. And so I wanted to record this episode, and I'll also be putting it up as a blog post, to encourage you to choose to be resilient. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to choose being resilient every day. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to choose to be resilient for a whole day. It just means that in that moment, when you feel that, that motivation and that energy strike, that you take advantage of it and you choose to get back up and you choose to refocus so that you can move forward. And hopefully, when all this is over, that you'll be able to look back and say, wow, that was hard, but I made it through it and I'm better for it. <laughs>